We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey! Roto-Grinders presents your first word in daily fantasy sports. The Morning Grind, Stevie, TPFL, and company are here to jumpstart your analysis on today's DFS slate. Without further ado, here's your host, Stephen Young. Hey everyone, welcome to the Rotor Grinders Morning Grind podcast. I'm your host, Stevie, TPFL. It's Thursday, it is January 31st, it's 2019, and we have six basketball games to talk about here on today's slate. Last day of January, fourth or yeah, fourth day of the Morning Grind Listeners League. It's going on right now. Our buddy Will, one of the co-hosts here, is leading the Listeners League right now. So I'm hoping one of you guys catch up to him and beat him. I am joined today by my good buddy, Killa B. How are you doing, Brett? Good, man. Uh, and you're running this on Fantasy Draft, right? Yeah, Fantasy Draft. Um, I need that. Uh, we went sum- up to... We went up to 75 people today, and it's still filled at like 4 o'clock. So um, they said as long as we keep filling it, they're going to keep bumping it up. So let's keep filling this thing. And I I believe I I saw one uh, uh, Stevie on top of the standings on, I want to say it was like Monday uh, you took down, or maybe it was Tuesday that you took down some big cash. Maybe it was Monday. It was Monday. Like the first day we did the Listener's League, I won the Listener's League, and I won their uh, $25 tournament with the same lineup. So uh, I had to represent first day. I said, I said on Tuesday, like I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna win it ever again, just because like that's how it works. But I had to represent. I had to win the first, first one. Like I had to. Yeah. Well, I saw you take down like the big uh, fantasy draft tournament. And I, I uh, ran like a, I had a two lineup train. So uh, one of my, one of my lineups took like tenth place through like twentieth place, and then another one uh, didn't cash. So um, yeah, I noticed, I noticed your name up top. So I, was, I had to give you a little shout. Yeah, it was a little fun. Monday was fun. Um, like at the end, I needed like Trey Young, and he hit that three that he should have never been shooting. Um, ah, yeah, good. yeah, yeah. 
So he, yeah. he's he's making up for it um today or uh Wednesday because that Atlanta Sacramento game, I stacked that game everywhere and it's just a dud fest. So happens. That's NBA in a nutshell. But we do have a nice little six gamer here. If you guys haven't checked out our sponsor, fantasydraft.com, make sure you head on over to check them out. It's fantasydraft.com. Sign up through the Rotor Grinders links. That way you guys get access to any cool promos that we do run with Fantasy Draft. Um bunch of stuff going on all the time with fantasy draft and you know stuff that we do with them so make sure you're checking it out right now we do have an rg only promo play for a chance to win a free nba entry for the rest of the season with the fantasy draft big game nfl prop challenge if you go to the rotor grinders website it's right there at the top you can click the banner you can get in on this it's really cool you know, first place, 58 days free of the $25 pick and roll entry. You're going to get 58 entries in the $25 um, tournament. Uh, that's amazing value. So go over there, check it out. Uh, if you want to play in the Morning Grind Listeners League, we're going to have the Listeners League right in the comments. If you click on the podcast page on Rotor Grinders, you click Morning Grind, the comment section, just scroll down, and the link for Thursday's game, 75 entry, will be in there. Brett, you're a guy that likes to play these cash games and payouts, but I know you didn't play in the listeners league today, but they have structured this thing. It's a $75 five person tournament or $5 buy-in uh, single entry. You get 60 bucks for finishing first and then 48, 40, 32, 27. They've made it like really balanced. It's very like, it's very cash game friendly type for like people that like playing cash games. Yeah, and I, I mean, like on Fantasy Draft, I know they're always been big on like at least paying out to the top 25%. So um, some other sites you'll see like their payout structures will be like maybe top 20% and then, you know, too, uh, too top heavy with with the payout structures. So yeah, Fantasy Draft's always done a really good job with uh, their payout structures. Um, I, th I think they, they keep it very similar. Uh, doesn't matter how big the tournament is or what the buy-in is. Um, you'll, you'll see uh, the, uh, the payout to be at least 25% of the, the people that enter, and then it's going to be a lot flatter than most uh, sites. So. so if you haven't checked them out, get in our listeners league. You know, it's five bucks. That'll give you an e easy way to check them out. Um, play in the listeners league. Like I said, the link will be in the comments as you're listening to this podcast. Go in there. Make a team, adjust throughout the day, and check them out. Let's get started here. We start with the Pacers and the Magic. 2-11 total, Orlando favored by two in this game. Tyreek Evans, we're going to put him as questionable because that's what we have in front of us right now, but sounds like the car accident he got into was actually kind of bad. So <coughs> be shocked if he plays in this game, and then Oladipo's out. And then on the Magic side, Jonathan Simmons popped up on the injury report um, for this game, and... Isaiah Briscoe was active for the Magic game against the Thunder, but didn't play. Uh, so a lot of stuff going on here. Let's start with the Pacers side of things. It is a six-game slate. Um, is there anything that you like here for the Pacers? Well, I mean, just one thing to note is just how bad they played in Washington today. Uh, so I know. Um, I had a ton of Miles Turner. I know how bad they played. Yeah. So, I, I mean – you know, they came back and somewhat made it close. Uh, I mean, there was a point in time where I thought they were only going to put up like uh, 70 points and they had finished with 89. So I don't know. This offense, they need uh, – I feel like they need another scorer, scorer in the starting lineup with no Oladipo there. And um, it's just kind of interesting that they're not going to roll with like an Aaron Holiday uh, in the starter. Like they've been rolling with that Edmund uh, Sumner. 
Um, so if Tyreek's out again, it's just going to be a spot where I probably avoid Indiana. I mean, this this game in general is not uh, is is a game where you can probably avoid. Um, yeah, so there's there's not much to like. I, I don't mind taking a shot on Darren Collison. He definitely hurt people uh, today. So uh, taking a shot on Collison tomorrow makes sense. But outside of that, um, probably won't have any uh, Indiana exposure. The guy that I really like um, for the Pacers is a weird guy. Uh, is Bodanovich? Uh, the Magic struggle with guys that like wing type players that can hit threes. Uh, so Bodanovich is the guy. He's gonna need to take more shot attempts, and it's gonna eventually happen. Um, for that, like he took twelve shot attempts on Wednesday. He needs to be taking like fifteen to eighteen shot attempts a game because he's like a guy that can be a scorer for them. But the Magic really struggle with guys that can shoot threes. Uh, I think Bodanovich, he put up 26 actual points uh, the first time these two teams met. He went 10 for 18 from the field. So Bodanovich is the guy that I have a little interest in. Uh, cheap, not expensive on any of the sites, and a guy that we're wanting to shoot more with all these guys out. So Bodanovich is really the guy that – really the only pacer that I, I like here, like, I don't like Turner on a back-to-back. -back. The only reason I would play Sabonis is if they sat somebody – Collison, he just like they bumped up his price after he had a few good games. Um, I, I think like if you played him on Wednesday, like you could go back to the well, but if you didn't play him on Wednesday, I don't think you have to go back to the well here. The magic aren't great against point guards, so maybe that's why you go back to the well. But I uh, just Darren Collison is a guy that just I hate playing. <laughs> I just never played Darren Collison, but I understand like why you would play him here. Um, hoping that you just get a bounce back game. Yeah, he, he definitely pops with Oladipo uh, off the court. But, yeah, it's just a spot where you're right. His price at 11.6, it doesn't, it doesn't make it enticing. Um, and, you know, with again, with uh, two guys that I would want to play with high usage, uh, being Aaron Holiday and Domitus Savonis, uh, their minutes just you're, you're not confident in them getting enough minutes uh, to pay off their price tag either. So, um, Sabonis really hasn't, uh, gone up in minutes since old evil has been hurt. So they're not really utilizing him for, you know, his offensive, uh, promise, uh, with old gone. So yeah, I probably, uh, probably avoid this spot. Um, anything really standing out to you here on the magic side, you know, it's going to take a little while for us to see it, like how good the Pacers are defensively with all these injuries and stuff and really get a feel, but like even Washington only put up 107 and like you said, the game was ugly. They should have put up more than that. Um, is there anything that's standing out to you here for the magic? Uh, probably not. Um, again, just not a really, uh, really strong game that I want to get too much exposure here. So um, I don't mind Aaron Gordon uh, outside of that. I'm probably going to avoid Vooch. Um, even though Vooch, man, I mean, it doesn't matter it, it just seems like he's going to get his regardless. So I think if you're going to go for a low ownership uh, play uh, for a stud, uh, Vooch, Vooch might be a good buy. But I think uh, Gordon would be the guy that I target and probably uh, strictly in uh, tournament aspects. Yeah, like, man, I really wanted to fade Vooch the other night against the Thunder. I ended up fading him against the Thunder the other night, but, like, I didn't even think about when Adams was rolled out like Vooch was going to get a matchup with Noel and he should dominate that matchup. And it, it just goes back to always thinking about just because somebody's out, don't think about just that team. You got to think about the other team too. Um, Cause 
Vooch against Noel would have been a spot that like you could have fired up Vooch even at 9,500 and obviously paid off his price tag. But um, I'm with you on the magic. I don't really love anything here for Orlando. I, I do want to note uh, this is the third straight game now that Terrence Ross has shot at least 14 shots and played at least 30 minutes. They really do like Terrence Ross in Orlando. His price has actually gone down after putting up three games over 28 in a row. Um, so you want to take a shot on Terrence Ross. I don't hate it. It's not the best matchup. But again, they're playing him minutes right now, and they want him to keep shooting. Like he just comes into the game and he automatically starts shooting. So like Terrence Ross is that one guy in a large field tournament that like I might take a shot on um, just because – I love bench players. Nobody likes playing guys off the bench. And his usage is very consistent around 20 to 23% of games. So that's the only guy that I wanted to mention outside of Aaron Gordon. Yeah, and that's something to note. I mean, obviously a guy uh, coming off the bench, seeing 30 minutes is a pretty big role. So, yeah, I, I'm probably going to stay away. Uh, just, again, just not a spot that I want to get uh, too much investment. There's there's uh, some really good games on the West Coast that I think we're going to be really uh, targeting here. Yeah, you mean all the games on the West Coast? <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, all, all two of them. Uh, Dallas at Detroit, 208 total here. Detroit favored by two and a half. Um, JJ Barea is out. Bullock is questionable, and Ish Smith is already out. Let's start with Dallas. Um, is there anything that we're looking at here on the Mavericks? Well, I mean, Dennis Smith just dropped a really strong triple uh, double today. Uh, so They I match think- the Knicks. Like, yeah, I think uh, he's going to be popular. I, I don't, you know, it's not like I need to go there at all. Um, he is cheap across some sites like uh, Yahoo. I know he was $14 today. So um, that's a spot where a lot of these, you know, prices aren't going to change when they have, they're on a back-to-back. So, um, but yeah, on on a, on a site like Fantasy Draft where he's 10 6, I think he's going to draw quite a bit of ownership off that triple dra- double. So, um, Right now, I'm not thinking I'm going to be uh, anywhere near what the field has. So, like in cash games, I think I can avoid that spot pretty easily. Um, but yeah, I like outside of that, like uh, I don't know. There's there's not too much that I'm uh, in love with. Uh, Doncic at 15-4, um, like that's more than fine. Uh, we know how bad Detroit is versus guards uh, defending uh, point guards. So yeah, I, I, I think Doncic at 15-4 would probably be my favorite play. Yeah, that's kind of why I don't think Dennis Smith Jr. is the worst play here. Uh, you you mentioned it. Like, Detroit stinks against guards. Um, and, and, like, DSJ gets just – he doesn't get the exact usage um, that Luka gets um, when they're on the floor together, but it hurts Luka's usage enough where, like, I think I'd rather take, like, the discount on DSJ. Like, his usage is around 25% over the last four games. So – if he's going to play the minutes, which they seem committed to giving him minutes, whether they're showing him off to trade him or if they're really just going to keep him, I honestly don't think DSJ is the worst play to go back to here. Um, obviously, yeah. I hate chasing big games, and I hate ownership that's going to be higher than it should be, but I'm a one-lineup guy. I don't mind eating a little bit of chalk on a six-game slate. So while I agree with you, I think you can get away from him, and I think like if ownership is – Way too high. I think you can easily fade him, but I think the matchup is fantastic and the minutes are there. Like he just put up 28 and a half against this team um, two games ago. So like there's certainly some upside here for DSJ. 
Yeah, I, I mean, I don't hate it. I'm just thinking like everybody's going to be uh, talking about it just because he's coming off that triple double. And it was 28 minutes, so he didn't even have full run because they blew out uh, the Knicks. So uh, 13 points, 15 assists, 10 boards. I mean, he just fully involved. Um, I didn't watch that game at all because I didn't really have too much ownership. So um, curious. I mean, 15 assists in 28 minutes is ridiculous. I'm su- surprised he's uh, running the point as much as he is uh over Doncic, um, and Doncic had uh, five assists. So that's something just to note going forward. Like um, if Dennis Smith is now starting and running maybe more uh, point, uh, that could hurt uh, Doncic's uh, assist totals. Yeah, like just kind of looking at the usage and stuff um, over the last few games, he's like right around 23 to 25%. And, you know, trying to get an idea like i know they pull luca early in the first corner usually and he comes back and he plays some with the second unit and then they bring dsj back and luca sits again and then comes back towards the end of the second quarters and the same with the third and fourth quarters so maybe yeah. like maybe like luca when he's checking out like we're just seeing dsj kind of take over um and then yeah, when I know. Luka comes back so I know that was the same rotation today too. So Doncic uh, got taken out like after five and a half minutes in the first quarter. So that was probably where just DSJ yeah just went nuts at the end of the first quarter. So like if that's gonna keep happening, like they both could they both could crush. It's just Luca's price is three thousand dollars on DraftKings more than like DSJ. So like I don't know. I want a guard against Detroit every time I, 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 anytime any team's facing Detroit with a guard that can score and both of these guys can score. That's why they're both really interesting. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I'm good with both, but I probably lean slightly to Luca for sure. Just because of uh, ownership. Um, I think, yeah, just Dennis Smith is just going to be so highly popular and that's, that's fine. Like coming off the triple double, I'm just, I'm going to go uh, with Luca. I, I, I actually went with Luca today. And uh, obviously, it hurt me. So um, yeah, he, I mean, he he got he got hurt basically more just because of uh, the minutes that he played it was only at twenty nine. So, so my my sneaky tournament play today because I do think Dirk will sit on the back and back. My mm-hmm. sneaky tournament play is Maxi Keebler. Um, he's cheap. Detroit plays two bigs. He played twenty two minutes the last time these two teams played and put up almost thirty fantasy points. He's thirty seven hundred. He's like my cheap like tournament uh, value play of the day. Yeah, I don't mind that. He definitely uh, he definitely gets more minutes when Dirk's out, and I have Dirk as doubtful. So um, yeah, yeah, I'd be shocked if Dirk played on the back to back. Right. Yeah, and like Dallas, Dallas on a back to back. I mean, these guys these guys didn't get a uh, full run, so they should be more than fun. Um, so I don't see them. Uh, you know having anybody else out so um yeah i don't mind that call uh probably won't ha- like i think that's just like mainly just a tournament play uh in general oh but, yeah don't play it in cash it's straight tournament play yeah that's something to look at for sure but like you just have to think about like how detroit plays and all, all the bigs that detroit plays between drummond and griffin and zaza like even Powell played 21 minutes in that game um when they just played and like dirk played 10 minutes in that game so if you take dirk off the floor you add if you even if you add five minutes to both of them, like you know, Keebler's a guy at thirty seven hundred. If he gets twenty two to twenty five minutes, he could crush that price tag um, just by like how active he is on like defense between his steals and blocks. And he was in foul trouble in that Detroit game, so like 
there's a lot of upside here for him in this game. Um, and that's kind of the reason that I like him for tournaments. And sure. like, I'll be honest, I looked at this later already. We don't have a ton of value. Um, depending on how some of this injury news drops, there's not a ton of value on this slate. Right. Yeah. I know we got some questionable, uh, LA guys. So, and who knows if we'll get that, um, before lineup lock on fancy draft. So yeah, I'm right there with you. I didn't see a lot of value. Um, so I will throw out Wesley Matthews at 7,500. Uh, again, uh, shooting guard uh, on fancy draft, only 7,500. He can definitely get hot and easily pay off that uh, price tag pretty easily. So um, I'm liking that more and more. Uh, we'll see how other value um, uh, cracks out like amongst uh, like the cheaper 10K guys. So, um, but yeah, right now, Wesley Matthews uh, stands up. Well, like, let's talk about the other side of this game, the Detroit side. Like, if Bullock sits again, couldn't you just, like, play Kennard or Stanley Johnson for cheaper than, like, Wes Matthews? And I'm yeah. I'm not a Stanley Johnson person or a Luke Kennard person. I did play a Luke Kennard last game, and, you know, we got exactly what we wanted from him. He shot, like, 16 times, I think is what it was. And, like, Luke Kennard will chuck the ball. Like, right. don't we, wouldn't you rather play somebody like that than, like, Wes Matthews, who's out there to play defense and to sit in a corner and wait for open shots. Right. I mean, and Kennard was uh, pretty hot, if I remember correctly, because I was surprised uh, at how high his ownership level was. And um, people definitely got there because I think Kennard ended up with like three or four threes. Um, I, I, I don't know. I just want to go back to Reggie Jackson uh, for sure. Um, Reggie Jackson, I expect to play somewhere around 33 to 35 minutes um at 9k on fancy draft that makes a lot of sense to me so um did you yeah, put up almost 40 fantasy points as price went down yeah yeah it's crazy um stanley johnson if he were to get minutes i i would like it um thing is like i'd almost need to see him starting uh for me to roll with him but he's he's a lot better of a, a fancy point per minute uh, guy but yeah, Kennard, Kennard's going to be more of a hit or miss uh, with his shot. So, I mean, most of his uh, fantasy value is based upon his three-point shot. So. Yeah, and, and again, uh, the reason that we're talking about these guys is because it's a six-game slate. We do have, like, a Bucks toronto game that has a lot of star power. We have the L.A. versus L.A. game that has a lot of star power. And we have Philly at Golden State. And anytime we get Golden State in a game that should stay close, like, we want to target that type of game. So, that's why we're trying to find some value before we get into these juicy games, uh, just to kind of give everybody a heads up. Yeah. Um, and just one thing to note too, is Andre Drummond's price is down to 15 too. Um, deservedly. So like he's been really bad. So um, is this a spot where you kind of want to hop on his uh, price decrease or you kind of just staying away from it for now? Yeah, but I don't understand the price decrease, right? Like he's put together two really good games and like, the Miami game, isn't that the game that he got, like, banged up or something? Like, he got the concussion or whatever it was. So, like, that's the game that he got hurt and, like... Yeah, he was they, out for three games. Yeah, like, mm -hmm. he's just... They're basing, like, this price... Drummond is a guy I had written down. I'm sorry I didn't mention him. Like, uh, they're basing his price off of, like, the Miami game, in my opinion. Like, f there's no reason his price should have come down after putting up 48 and 49 fantasy points. So, I, I do... I'm glad you mentioned Drummond. He's certainly somebody that I'm considering here. Yeah, and I, I just think it's a, a price point play uh, more than anything else. It's it's not that I love the matchup versus DeAndre Jordan or anything, but uh, it, you have, like, these alarm bells that go off when a guy gets down to a certain price that he hasn't seen in a while. And 
15-2 is definitely a, a spot where you kind of want to buy low on drone. Yeah, you just force and price, like price and force people at some point, like sometimes. Mm-hmm. And this is just one of those ones where the price really stands out. So pay attention to the Bullock news, um, whether he's in or out, if you want to play Kennard and those guys. Um, let's move on. We got the Bucks and the Raptors. 229 total here. Toronto favored by two and a half. Uh, Valanchunas, only injury news that we have here. Brogdon and Bledsoe are both probable. Um, let's start with Milwaukee. What are we looking at here on the Bucks? Um, seems like Giannis is uh, still probably a little too cheap here on fancy draft at 18.8. So um, normally the concern with uh, Giannis is just that uh, the game won't be close. Uh, nice part, obviously, this is a game against Toronto. You should get four quarters of usage out of Giannis, and, and it's tough to avoid a spot like that where – I mean, the, the guy just crushes on a fancy point per minute. So knowing that it's, you know, most likely not going to be a blowout, uh, I would start right there uh, with the Bucks. Yeah, like they've played twice already this season. Um, 123 to 116 was the recent game. And the other game I'm pretty sure was close to. Um, that was in December. Yeah, it was in December. It was 104 to 99. So they've played two close games already this season. Um in those two games, Giannis is averaging 64 fantasy points per game at 10-6. Um, certainly seems like a price you can play Giannis and have a good night if you want to get away from maybe like <laughs> Steph or Embiid or some of these guys in the late game. I think Giannis is a good pivot off of those guys. Yeah, for sure. Um, not really looking at uh, too much else uh, in Milwaukee. Probably stay away from Middleton and Bledsoe. Um, just Toronto has has good defensive guys, so just Giannis is just like one of those guys that's just indefensible. So I think, I think uh, it'll be just uh, Giannis for me and then uh, avoid everything else in Milwaukee. So they played three times this year. Um, my bad. I, I did this the other night too. I looked at something they played in October so long ago. <laughs> I forgot. Uh, but the game they played in October, Giannis and Kawhi both sat in that game. Uh, so a little sure. interesting note. And that game was a 15 point game. So, as long as Kawhi is playing, this game should stick close. But yeah, I'm with you. I think Giannis is really the only guy that I have interest in here. I don't really love Middleton. I don't like Bledsoe. I don't mind Brooke Lopez in this game. Um, but like, I like when Brooke Lopez is like 45 to 5, 5K. Um, mm-hmm. But like, he's been shooting the ball really well recently. I just don't know if this is the slate that I'm going to use Lopez. I don't mind him. Um, but it seems like a spot like they have defenders that could go out and guard him, like say Occam and Abaka could go out and guard Brooke Lopez, where we like Brooke Lopez against centers that are immobile and that can we can take advantage of it. Yeah. And like again, it, it is like a, a price point thing, like for me too. Like when uh so Brooke Lopez is at 10k on fantasy draft. Um I'm more or less gonna buy him when he's more around that 9k range, just because he he is really buoyed by his three point shots. Um, I mean, he's just never been a guy that gets too many rebounds uh, or assists. So uh, yeah, like his his value really relies on the three, and he's been phenomenal on the season. Uh, just been crushing the three pointers. So um, I don't I don't hate it, uh, but yeah, again, just a tournament play only, just because of uh, the price point. 
Yeah, like I said, like you want him against teams that have immobile centers. Look at his last four games. Detroit, think about Drummond. Like he was able to extend Drummond. Steven Adams against the Thunder. He was able to extend the, the Thunder. He wasn't able to expend Marvin Williams, and he didn't have a good game against Charlotte. And then he played DeAndre Jordan. He was able to extend him and put up 41 fantasy points. So, like, the more I think about it, the more I think this is a, probably a bad spot to play Brook Lopez because they have people that can go out and guard him. So take back every nice thing I said about you, Brook. What's crazy is just the percentage of uh, points that that guy scores uh, on the three-pointer. You know, for a seven-footer to score – uh, it's something like uh, 75% of his points uh, via the uh, three-pointer. It's pretty ridiculous. Uh, I mean, there's there's been uh, plenty of games where he had back-to-back games where he had seven three-pointers. But it's like he's – with, with the seven three-pointers, he's put up 24 points and 25 points. So it's not like he's crushing. He's not he's not getting the offensive boards put backs, you know, that we expect like big guys. He's just on the perimeter allowing Giannis to kind of – drive and he just stays outside so um yeah he's he's a perfect turn to play um toronto what are we looking at here on the raptors uh i like kyle lowry um in comparison i mean uh and again lowry at 13-3 just seems like a too good of a spot where we know again toronto uh being such a good team at home a lot of times you can't play these guys uh or you have to lessen your exposure to them um, because, you know, they're going to be blowing out teams. Uh, this is totally different with Boston Town. So, yeah, I think uh, Lowry getting four quarters of usage out of Lowry at 13-3 makes a lot of sense for me. Yeah, I like the price on him. I don't mind Kawhi if you're wanting to – like if you're playing Giannis and you're playing Kawhi to kind of pivot off of um, the Golden State game or something, I don't hate that idea. Um, that'd, be, that'd probably be – the only scenario that I'd end up on Kawhi on the slate, though, like if I was playing like a mini game stack of this game to try to get away from, you know, higher exposure to some of the other studs on the slate. Yeah, totally agree. I think um, outside of uh, Giannis and maybe a little bit of Lowry, I probably won't have much exposure in this game. But I think it makes a lot of sense to do uh, a game stack with this game because you're going to get it for uh, quite quite a, a lot lower ownership than the West Coast uh, uh, players here. Brooklyn at San Antonio, 227.5 total here. San Antonio favored by 7.5. Crab, Dinwiddie, Dudley out. Uh, San Antonio, as far as I know, everything I'm seeing on the injury report, they're good to go. Um, I'm not seeing anybody out for them. Let's start. Yeah. DeRozan's probable, so he's, ba- yeah. he's expected back here. Um, let's start with Brooklyn. I know it's a tougher matchup against San Antonio in people's heads, but like San Antonio is not the same defensive team as they've been years past. Is there anything that stands out to you here for the nets? Um, Joe Harris at 9,300. Probably again, looking more of the cheaper guys like Damari Carroll at 8,300. I don't mind uh, getting some cheap exposure, Um, but yeah, definitely staying away from like a D'Angelo Russell, uh, the Spurs have been pretty locked down if you look at their uh, defensive metrics the last like six weeks. So um, definitely in the first two months of the season, it was a defense that you could attack, but it seems like, uh, you know, they got it. They got everything working uh, for them now, um, playing a lot better, except, I mean, I guess last game Popovich made fun of them. Uh, they definitely should have lost that game against Phoenix. Um, but, yeah, this is a spot where I think, uh, just cheap exposure for Brooklyn makes sense. Uh, Joe Harris or Damari Carroll, um, and that's probably it for me. 
I think you could keep going to the well in Shabazz Napier too. Like the dude, thirty-five percent usage, thirty-six point seven, and thirty percent over the last three games. Like the usage is just insane with Dinwiddie off the floor. Uh, so, like these the last three games, his usage is just so high that even at fifty-three hundred, like he just showed it against Chicago. Obviously, that was Chicago, but like he's shown the ability to like go six to eight X at this price. So like, I don't think I'd play Shabazz on FanDuel at almost six K, but I think like on DraftKings and fantasy draft, I don't mind continuing to play Shabazz, even in a tougher matchup against San Antonio. Yeah. If you're a tournament player, you should uh, probably have exposure to him on mall slates. Again, Brooklyn can do some weird, weird and walkie things with the rotations. I mean, sometimes Russell doesn't even get fourth quarter minutes. So yeah, like it's tough to go all in on a Brooklyn uh, player, but uh, yeah, with uh, what Napier has shown uh, off the bench, like his his usage is so strong. Um, he didn't even have like an unbelievable shooting day either. He went eight for 17, but the crazy part is uh, 17 shots in 25 minutes. So uh, he definitely owns that second unit. Looking at the Spurs side of things, um, with DeRozan expected back here, is there anything that's standing out to you here? Yeah, I'm I'm cool with uh, getting exposure to Aldridge um, and DeRozan, uh, 15-2, and then uh, DeRozan at 14-1. Um, Rudy Gay definitely takes a back seat now that DeRozan's uh, back healthy, so uh, probably staying away from him. Bertans will be out of the starting rotation. So, um, yeah, just, just Aldridge and uh, DeRozan, I think they're both uh, decently strong plays. Yeah, if for some reason, like – if for some reason Pau Gasol is not in the starting lineup again and it's Bertans again, um, I go right back to the well on Bertans. Um, because if he starts, he should play like the minutes. Like I'm not worried about the minutes if Bertans is starting. And like Pau Gasol's minutes have just disappeared uh, with Bertans playing good. So if Bertans is in the starting lineup, obviously we probably won't have it for fantasy draft. But if you're playing on maybe like DraftKings, um, it's certainly something to pay attention to when the Spurs lineups comes out. Yeah, uh, I don't also, mind. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Uh, I was just gonna say it's also like Aldridge. I mean, playing center versus Brooklyn, uh, it's one of the one of the like must plays. Like, get some exposure versus Brooklyn centers. So, yeah, Aldridge at fifteen two, I, I would assume is gonna be really popular. But you know, look at I'd look at the ownership uh, report tomorrow and just see kind of where he's popping. But yeah, it just seems that fifteen two like. He's he's been hot as can be too, so I, I think you just go right back to the well there for sure. Yeah, Brooklyn Nets they they stink against centers. Third most fantasy points per game allowed to centers, and Lamarcus Aldridge is averaging. Um, I think it, I saw it the other day. I think it's like seven more fantasy points at home than on the road this season. So I'm right mm-hmm. there with you on Lamarcus Aldridge. I think he's a fa- fantastic play. Um, I just like Bertan's price if he starts and plays 30 minutes. Or 25 to 30 minutes. Um, I guess, like, that's kind of it from this game. Um, we probably should have mentioned Rondé Hollis-Jefferson uh, on the Brooklyn side. His minutes are just all over the place right now. It was a back-to-back, so maybe that's why they limited his minutes on the back-to-back. But he's oh, he's really interesting um, if he's going to play, like, 25 to 30 minutes at his price across the industry because he's a guy that can crush value at that price. Yeah, it's it's weird. I, I thought like you know he'd be a guy that would go in the starting rotation, and I've just been waiting for him to get a start. Um, 
but he yeah, started on he started the Celtics game, but that was the game that like everybody was out, like Graham was out and stuff. Right, right. Yeah, with Karuk still getting the start, um, it seems like at power four they're they're pretty content with him staying in that rotation. Um, yeah, I, I would love to see him get a, a start. And if he did get the start, I would be all over him. But uh, yeah, kind of kind of off him just because I know he's going to be more around that twenty minute market. If he would get a start, I think I would be pretty comfortable putting him at like twenty six to twenty eight minutes. Seems like they never allow uh, allowed him like the last two years, like thirty minutes. But anytime that you can see twenty six to twenty eight minutes uh, at his price tag of eighty seven hundred, like yeah, you'd be all over that. So it's just a it's a minutes thing right now for me. Yeah, it's a minutes thing for sure. Um, Lakers, Clippers, LA game, no total. Waiting on some injury news here. Lonzo Ball and LeBron have already been ruled out. LeBron's supposed to potentially return this weekend, but not for this game, uh, from what I read. Hart is questionable and Kuzma's questionable. And then on the Clippers side, Gallinari's already ruled out, but Avery Bradley popped up on the injury report. Um, he's dealing with some type of knee injury, so he's questionable. Um, so we'll have to see how that plays out because man, that those 30 minutes could be so much useful for somebody else because Avery Bradley doesn't use them. But let's start with the Lakers. Um, you know, it's obviously tough to guess here with Hart and Kuzma both questionable, but what are we looking at here on the Lakers? Yeah, I mean, so this is gonna be definitely dependent on news. Um, but yeah, Rondo, uh, Rondo really pops, uh, with a you know, a lot of these guys off the court. So he is at 13-1, which is kind of a – I mean, he he kind of had a, a down game last game. He had a huge first half and then just a really bad um, second half, and I don't even think he got his fourth rotation in. So Yeah, that game was um, ugly. That game was yeah. so bad. I watched that game. Um, it, like the Lakers. Like, like, yeah. Luke Walton, like, pulled, like, Beasley, and, like, they turned the ball over so much in that game. Like – Luke Walton would like pulled all these guys and like gave a bunch of guys like run that t- doesn't typically get run because it was just so ugly. So I- I'm not yeah. I'm not discounting Rondo's game like for how ugly that game was. There was a huge uh, run that they had, and you're right about the Lakers turnovers, which was frustrating. But they went on like a 15 nothing run because they were down they were down like 25 points uh, like right around the start of the second, and then. Then they went on a huge run and got it down to like six or seven. But then they had like two quick turnovers and like turnovers where uh, there was like a made basket and they're just they're just inbounding a pass and then just a terrible inbound pass where it's an easy score under their own bucket. So uh, yeah, like yeah. McGee came in um, and like Lance Stevenson came in and stuff and like you know they they started to get the off like McGee got the offense rolling um, in that game. But some dude I had never even heard of uh, was like Savai. I'm not even nope. gonna try to pronounce his name, but like guy, he came out of nowhere and played 28 minutes. Yeah, he's been phenomenal in the G League. I, I know he was like the leading scorer in the G League. So that guy, that guy's a shooter. If he ever gets like uh, you know high 20s in minutes, and especially if they're thin, uh, he's definitely a guy to roll with. Uh, he's he's got a really confident shot. But um, I wouldn't yeah, be shocked so, if they if like Kuzma's out. Like Beasley really pissed off Luke Walton the other night, so uh, you know, that'd well, be yeah, Beasley, Beasley had a weird rotation. He he played uh, like a first shift and then never got second quarter minutes, never got fourth quarter minutes. 
So yeah, I think he ended up only with like nine or ten total minutes. So like he, yeah, he whatever. Looked like he was so uninterested in the game. I don't know like yeah. how much you watch, but like he was just so uninterested in the game. Pretty pretty funny as uh, the chalk play where he only gets ten minutes. So, um, but yeah, I mean, again, it's going to be all news related. Uh, so wait on the news here, but definitely have love for Rondo even at thirteen uh, one. Um, getting some exposure there. Um, Brandon Ingram at 13-7 makes a lot of sense. Um, seems like they're cool with rolling uh, Zubac as a starter. Uh, Zubac. So, I, you know, probably roll with him uh, at center. Like, I feel pretty comfortable. Again, a, a lot really depends on Kuzma uh, starting or not, or like uh, being ruled out. Um, and then even Josh Hart, like if there's no Josh Hart, uh, KCP makes a lot of sense. So um, it's it's really tough without uh, these questionable takes. Um, but if these guys are still questionable at the start of lock, what I do is I kind of I up um, I like I like up the percentages of like certain guys that you know it would affect. Like if you roll out court IQ with Kuzma off or Josh Hart off. Like I will, I will slightly bump up the other guys that receive that would possibly receive an edge, um, just so just so that I would have higher ownership in those guys. So like today, uh, we had Nurkic that was questionable going into lineup lock. Um, so all I did is just went to court IQ, uh, took him off. Saw that Damian Lillard popped a little bit, uh, Amino popped a little bit. So I just slightly uh, went into my projections, upticked those guys in the projections. And then ended up rolling out Lillard on fancy draft, um, which he wasn't a popular play today. So um, I know it worked out. I don't know if he's going to get fourth quarter minutes because I think that game's a blowout. But um, yes, yeah, six, yeah, six and a half. You don't need any more from him. <laughs> yeah, it was a definitely a good start. So, um, but yeah, that's, he's on the that's floor about, for what it's worth, though. I don't know. Uh, I haven't. Yeah. So that's. I don't know. That's that's basically how I deal with like questionable tags on sites that lock. So um, it, it, there's definitely a um, a lot higher edge to you know gamble there. So um, yeah, I'm cool with like Rondo, uh, R- Rondo Zubac, and uh, Brandon Ingram for sure. Yeah, and like Josh Hart played 35 minutes against Philadelphia the other night. So like I'd be shocked if he sits here. I think Kuzma's the real question mark. Um, in this spot and like obviously he practiced full on wednesday too so he could be really close to returning as well so like there might not be any real ed- edge to game but like rondo's a guy that i think like regardless i think you look at here his minutes are just insane with lonzo ball off the floor right now so yeah he probably he probably would have been closer to like 40 40 to 42 minutes against the sixers the other night had that game stayed close so i, I think rondo's the guy that look at and like the thing, like, if you're playing on DraftKings and you have Zubak and they announce that, like, McGee's going to start or something, he's cheaper, so you can easily pivot, so. Um, yeah, and I just actually noticed that. So, JaVale is at 8,800. Um, so a little, cheap. Yeah, he's he's a little bit better of a fantasy point per minute guy. So, I mean, really, there's just split in the minutes regardless. So, uh, I, would, I, I would actually take a higher percentage uh, uh, stand on JaVale over Zubac. Um, what are you doing with the Clippers here? Uh, yeah, so, okay, Avery Bradley's questionable here. So um, I think regardless, I, I really like what uh, Pat, Patrick Beverly has shown. Um, he's been really hot of late, uh, like his role in this offense. I think that uh, the Avery 
Bradley questionable tag just kind of solidifies uh, Shea uh, possibly going to get like, you know, I, I think Shea would still get 30 minutes regardless. Um, but if Bradley's out, I mean, he could, he could definitely run 36 minutes here. So uh, I think, I think the guards is probably where I get the most ex- exposure, but still really like Montrez at, at that price. Um, yeah. 12, five, uh, probably fade in Lou Williams though. He's just, at a price tag of 13.8, I probably won't have as much exposure. Even though if Avery Bradley is ruled out, I would expect uh, Lou Williams to, you know, soak up a few of those minutes off the bench. So, like, Beverly's been fantastic, right? I'm not going to argue that. Like, he's been playing really good. And I don't want to be the, like, devil's advocate, but I'm going to play devil's advocate really quick. He played against Atlanta and Sacramento over his last two games. And, yes, he gets a matchup here with the Lakers, but, like, he played two of the worst teams against point guards in the league. And like the Lakers, even though they're not a great defensive team, they've been playing better defensive recently. They're they've been solid against point guards all season. Are like we I, I know Beverly's cheap, and like I said, I want to play devil's advocate because obviously I could be wrong, but like are we just reacting to two really good matchups against two teams that really stink against point guards? Uh, that could be like um I, I've also noticed Is like he- Go ahead. Uh, I was just gonna say, like, is he doing more because Gallinari's off the floor? Like, that's that's what I've noticed. So, like, when you do take Gallinari off, like, he does pop more. But I mean, you're right. Atlanta and Sacramento, uh, two of the fastest paced teams, um, two pretty bad defensively versus guards. So, um, games before that, Chicago. So he's coming on a really good stretch of just bad defenses too. So. Um, it's a spot where, you know, everything, I mean, you do want to analyze it. I mean, he's, he still had a huge, uh, monster versus the San Antonio Spurs. So, um, you know, there's, there's some defenses that have been coming together, uh, that he's, you know, kind of put up a big game at too. So I know know. it's just like, when you think Patrick Beverly, like, even if you pull up his game logs, like his usage is still really low every game. Like his highest usage was against Dallas. It was 18 and a half. And I think that was like five, five or six games ago. So like, you know, over even the Atlanta and Sacramento game, he had 11% usage and a 17% usage. But like, I just, I'm playing devil's advocate. I do think that like outside of maybe on like FanDuel, like FanDuel, he's like 6K. And I feel like you can get away from him at that price on that site. But like on on Yahoo, I'm sure he's really cheap still, and mm-hmm. draft or fantasy draft and DraftKings, he's cheap enough. But I, as much as I've liked him and I've been playing him, like the rebound numbers and everything, it just uh, those just really bother me. Like the rebound numbers are just so high right now that I'm a little concerned. Yeah, I mean, I just like the triple double in general, like uh, you know the assists. It just he's got to take on more of a usage role. When you look at that starting lineup, uh, you know you have Avery Bradley, Shea, Beverly. Um, they just there's not a lot of people to shoot the ball or to create offense. And you're right, he's he doesn't have a high usage. He's not shooting the ball a ton, uh, but I think he's being asked to do a lot more. Um, you know, with Gallinari out of the lineup. So, and yeah, and the rebound number is like you look at his rebound numbers in the games that Gallinari's missed and like they're, they're up. Um, so like that could be contributing like to reasons why he's having uh better games. And like, 
if he's getting rebounds and in these fast, faster paced games, he could be trying to run a little bit more. And that's why he could be getting some of these assists. So like, there's, there's obviously reasons why he could be having these big games. It's just, again, I know who Patrick Beverly is and I hate playing him, but uh, it's just, I really like Lou Williams here. Um, I don't want to bury the lead. Like I think Lou is in a really good spot, you know, especially if um, Avery Bradley sits, Lou could see maybe 35 minutes in this game. Uh, check in early off the bench, play a little bit more. And he's a guy that I think could really excel in this matchup. So another reason that I might be kind of bullish on Beverly is because I like Lou so much. Um, but I think you could potentially play both of those guys if you wanted to um, with Beverly's price the way it is. If Bradley's out, um, sure. I, I just, I, I do, I like SGA too. You mentioned SGA. I wanted to point out like he should probably like Bradley plays 30 minutes and these guys are playing like 25 to 30 minutes already. So like they could potentially each get like a 10 minute bump, um, probably more for SGA than, than will Lou Williams. Lou will probably see like a five to 10 minute bump. And then like, maybe like Wallace or one of these guys could get like 10 or 15 minutes. But, um, I think like this is a game, like if Avery Bradley sits, I'm really, really interested in the Clipper side of this game. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like Avery Bradley playing or not playing, I don't think really affects me. You're right. It's mainly a minutes thing. So it would bring up Lou Williams uh, minutes, which would bring up his projection by quite a bit. So outside of uh, Lou, and then obviously um, that should add a little bit to Shea. Um, But yeah, Avery Bradley is such a low usage guy that I think it might hurt uh, like inserting somebody else uh, into that starting lineup. Um, You know, because you can't really do uh, anything less than what Avery Bradley does on a basketball court. So, um, yeah. So, I mean, I would, I'd probably bump up uh, Lou Williams and Shea, but outside of that, I think like Avery Bradley being in and out really doesn't affect my projections outside of that. Yeah. I'm pulling up. I'm really quick. Uh, We've spent a ton of time on this game and we spent a ton of time. I just, I really quickly want to see Avery Bradley off and who's the other person that's out uh gallinari off what that does to tobias really quick because i feel like it it would make tobias go down because of how like little usage um bradley is let's see tobias he goes down three percent usage but his fantasy points go up 0.25 so i don't know yeah i'm guessing that's that's mainly like a a huge uptick in rebounds and it looks like a huge uptick in everything but uh uh, scoring the buck, uh, basket. So. No, everything actually goes up. Like his points are up, his rebounds are up, his assists are up, uh, yeah, his turnovers go down. So everything actually yeah. goes up. So that uh, that's like more. I feel like even if we took Bradley and put Bradley on the court, like it's just more of a Gallinari bump. Sure. Um. All right. Last game on the slate: Philadelphia Golden State. Uh, no injury news that we have so far uh, in this game, uh, outside like Jerepko and some people that. Um, like Drepko's not going to play. It's a personal reason he's not with the team. Um, I think him and his wife are expecting a baby if that hasn't happened already. Um, and then the Philly side, from everything that I read, everybody's good outside of like Fultz and those guys that have been out for a while. Um, Two forty total. Golden State favored by nine and a half. Their their implied team total here is massive. It's um, one twenty five. Yeah, one twenty five. Nine points higher than the Raptors, which is the second highest on the slate. Six points higher than their season average. Um, let's start with Philadelphia here. Brett, like, I know we've talked about the other games, but, like, this is a game that 
it could just be a back and forth type of game. And like, this could be a game where like Embiid or these guys just have massive games if it stays close. So what are we looking at here on Philadelphia? Yeah, I think this, this game obviously is going to uh, change this like one way or another, right? So if this game stays close and it is a back and forth game, you're going to need a lot of exposure. But this could also be a game where I could see a, a blowout. You know, Philadelphia is out, out on the West Coast. Uh, they played the Lakers a couple days ago. So, um, yeah, on, on Philly, it's it's going to be tough not to get Joel Embiid exposure at 18K. You know he's going to be uh, ramped up for this matchup versus Boogie Cousins. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, if, at 18K uh, on fantasy draft, that's just a tough spot to avoid. Um, so, Definitely have some uh, exposure there. And then, I don't know, like Jimmy Butler's price went up from 13K to 14.4. Ben Simmons at 16.1. Probably buy Ben Simmons maybe a little bit more than Jimmy Butler, but I think they're they're both in play. Um, Redick uh, have about similar love for Redick in this game, but most, like the one guy that I really want a lot of is Embiid for sure. Yeah, Embiid's the standout play for me too. Like he's, yeah, I, I think we can consider him like one of, if not the top stud on the slate. Obviously, it's a, it's a slate. Like there are a lot of studs on the slate. I will say that, and that's again what we were talking about earlier. Like trying to find some value. Um, like I love Embiid here. I don't mind Simmons or Butler. I, I could see like having exposure to either one of those guys. Um, like Butler is a guy that like plays with emotion so like if he gets him like gets it going here like he could have a big game and simmons is just a triple double threat and in a game that you're hoping that stays close and like simmons could approach like 40 minutes in this game if it stays close so like obviously i like him because of that um so like Embiid, my top target i i actually probably lean with you i probably lean simmons over butler here and then I hate playing Wilson Chandler, but I don't think Wilson Chandler is the worst value play here. Uh, I think like 6X is really doable. I think they play him around 30 minutes in this game. As much as I hate playing him, I think he's okay value uh, in a game where I'm just hoping to stay close. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be burnt. This is going to be burned in my head uh, for a while, but against the Lakers, um, Ben Simmons like just passed, uh, passed the ball to Wilson Chandler underneath the basket. And Wilson Chandler had no idea nobody was on him and could have just gone up for a dunk. And he, he kind of did like a goofy like uh, dribble and then uh, passed it out, uh, which ended up being a turnover. But, yeah, it was just like one of those things like he was so clueless on that play. Just uh, one of those things like after you see a play like that, it kind of like hurts hurts the way you value that person. But, yeah, I agree. I mean, 7,600, if you're looking for value on a slate where – uh, you're going to be kind of starved for value. Um, he's going to see 30-plus minutes. Uh, and if his game is going to be close, he's going he's gonna to run into rebounds and assists. And uh, he'll, he'll, he'll pay off that price tag for sure if this game stays close. Um, Golden State side of things. Like, Cousins being there, um, I, 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 st- I still think they'll, they're going to leave him around 25 minutes for the foreseeable future. I don't see him like randomly getting 30 minutes anytime soon if he does um i'll probably miss out because i don't think i will end up playing cousins here at 6700 i think you can play cousins here at 6700 
But the guy I really want to play in this game is Curry. Um, I think this game just sets up for Curry to have a monster game. Um, Cousins doesn't really affect Curry. Like, Curry's not a big rebound guy. Like, I really like Steph to put up, like, 40 actual points in this game. Yeah, and I'm seeing Curry's price right now on Fantasy Draft. He's oh, man, 15, right? Right? Nine. Like, that just seems like a free spot. Like, uh, I just – I don't know how you don't play him. So, Even Durant's uh, cheap. You could play both of them. 16-8, yep. It's very cheap. So this is a spot where I think, I think a lot of times we talk about game stacks. Um, everybody's going to have ownership in this game. I think the tournament play is to somewhat fade this game. Um, and just hope it blows out. So uh, if if this game does blow out, I mean, I don't know what type of exposure you'd want, but I think that's the way to play at least. Like if you you run out five tournament lineups, I think one um, one you just you know play the blowout. Um, and it's good to note that Demarcus Cousins in the blowout last game saw twenty five minutes, so I think he's still going to see um, twenty five minutes regardless. Uh, they're they're just trying to you know ramp them up to that thirty minute mark I think, um, but probably slowly and you know who knows like if the game is close and tight if they're gonna allow him to play like twenty eight minutes but um, you always have that upside when somebody's coming back off injury so I do love Demarcus at twelve three also so I mean all of these guys uh, cousins I think Clay at eleven four eleven four is too cheap. Curry at 15-9, Durant at 16-8, even Draymond at 12-1. I think I think all of them are very, very viable. So and like I I feel like I, I'm the, the salary guy because I do line up HQ for premium and I do salary four day four days a week. So like I'm always looking for cheap guys that like are potentially in play. And like Looney's a guy that stands out on my sheet today. Um with Drepko out, Looney should play around 20 minutes uh, in this game, and Philadelphia tends to play big. So I don't think like Looney sees under 20 minutes in this game. So if Looney is going to play 20 minutes at 3,900, um, he's certainly somebody that I'm considering on this slate as well. Sure. I think at the same price, I'd probably rather go Wilson Chandler at 76. But uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, if, if, sure. the game, if the game does, like if you want to play out the blowout card, right? um looney looney could see instead of 20 minutes he could see like 26 minutes and just get that extra fourth quarter run so um i don't i don't hate that at all for sure like i said i'm like the salary dude i'm always looking for that salary play that can put me over the edge so let's play yeah. the morning grind game and then we're gonna get out of here we spent a ton of time on this six game slate but i feel like it was great information for everybody um we don't have a, a total in the Lakers uh, Clippers game, but give me a, a over under that you either like or you don't like. You want to go uh, over or under? Yeah, let's. Uh, I'll take I'll take the over in the Milwaukee at Toronto game. I like that one. Uh, it's at two twenty nine and a half is what I get. Yep, two twenty nine. I always I I do first lines, so like whatever the first line is is what the one I said. Um, let's see. I will take the. I'm going to take the under in the San Antonio game. It's at uh, 227 and a half. I don't love that game. Yeah. Let's go over. Uh, give me your favorite play under 5K to 7X. First look. Under. Wait, one more time. Favorite play under um, 5K on DraftKings to 7X. Uh, 
Okay. Yep. That's what I thought. Okay. So Reggie Jackson at 4,700 just seems like a pretty, pretty easy value for tomorrow. Yeah. It's like, it's like I, I took Will and I made Will Brett because like Will loves Reggie Jackson. Will had a massive night on FanDuel tonight. Congrats to him. He had a nice. really, um, really good showing over there. I think he had like a ten to $15,000 night. Um, mm. I'm going to take my boy Maxi K. I'm telling you. Nice. I know I'm gonna play him just because I like in my head it makes a lot of sense and he's really cheap and I want some studs today. So like I'm just gonna take him to seven X because that's what I'm gonna hope for. Um give me your bust on the day. Guy over eight K on DraftKings that you don't think is gonna five X today. Um let's go with hmm. wow. It's not there's not a lot that I hate at this price tag. Um there's a lot of solid plays up top today. Yeah, Again. I'll go with I'll go with Blake Griffin. Um just a spot where I think I think I'm gonna buy uh Andre Drummond uh at that price tag of eighty one hundred, but so I could see Blake maybe not having as strong of a game. For sure. I'm gonna take Vooch. I took him the other day and then like Adams didn't play and like I failed. So I'm gonna go back to Vooch at ninety five. It's just mm-hmm. I think Vooch has a good game, and I think he's in the 40s, but I, I think 5X might be tough for him here in this spot um, against Pacers. So that's who I'm going with. Give me your favorite 6X play um, at first look here. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to go with Steph. I mean, Steph is just too cheap. Uh, I, I just don't know, like, how his ownership's going to be. I mean, his ownership should be super high tomorrow at 8,900. So I think I think that's the big thing too. Is like when they go below a certain price, like right. We haven't seen Curry really uh, below even 10K for much of his career in the last like what five five six seasons. So um, at 8,900, I think people are just going to be all over that. Yeah, you know what? Like I think you have talked me into like Drummond um, at his price. So like I'm going to take Drummond. I just the price is really intriguing, and like I feel like he's a guy that should six x that price tag in this matchup. For sure. So like we're we're, we're kind of price enforcing our six x's today. Curry and Drummond both kind of underpriced for the production, and gonna run with it. Brad, it's been fun. Any final thoughts before we get out of here? Oh man, I love doing the show with you. It always gets me like set for like my my mornings. Like the next day, run so much more smoothly when I do the show. So. It's like it's like uh, putting in the research the night before is always the way to go. That's what this is a first look podcast. This is what it's supposed to be. Like people are supposed to listen to this podcast and they're like, "All right, I feel better about getting started on my slate." Like that's that's what the podcast is supposed to do. So I'm glad you said that. On that note, we're gonna get out of here. We'll be back tomorrow talking some basketball with Chief Justice. Talk about his big night over there on FanDuel. Um, and uh, that's it. Good luck in your contest tonight. We'll see you guys again tomorrow.